you love Jesus, I love Jesus, we just want to live a life that pleases Jesus, right? And if you're like the rest of humanity, you sometimes maybe get caught up in all the different little foxes that snare you up and maybe one day it's gossip and one day it's discouragement and one day it's fear and anxiety over finances and another day it's whatever you might struggle with. And and if you're like me, it, sometimes it can get frustrating and it's like, come on, I just want to bear the good fruit that's inside of my soul, you know? Well, wouldn't it be great if there was one thing that kind of could hit all of those issues at once? <laughs> well, you guessed it. The good news is there is. And I'm going to share that with you in today's episode. God has built the fabric of our human nature to thrive when we implement this one principle. It is powerful. And this episode is going to feel empowering and encouraging. And the beautiful thing is you get to work smarter and not harder. It's not going to be exhausting. That's how God loves things. He does things simple. So we're going to dive into simple yet effective and it's going to be a super energizing episode for you. You ready? Let's go. Oh, make sure you share this with a friend. Okay, let's go. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey friend, I'm so glad you joined me here today. Before I pop into the episode and share all this goodness with you, I just wanted to give you a couple of updates. We are going to be launching season five here in later in October. I just need to do a photo shoot and get some things in order. And then we're launching season five, which I'm so excited about. How have we been here doing this for this long? If you want to be part of my launch team, please let me know. Just send me a message on Instagram. My handle's Java with Jen. Just send me a DM and let me know you'd like to be a part of it. It's super simple. I try to make it where it's almost no effort at all. Uh, Where basically you just, if you listen to an episode, you post it in your social, kind of make a fuss online and just help me promote and get the word out that season five is up. If you see me post anything, just resharing it. It's super, super easy to be a part of the launch team and it just really helps Um, get the word out to a lot more people a lot more quickly. So if you want to do that, please send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to have you. And as for today's episode, guys, I'm excited because this one is very simple and straightforward. Because let's be honest, in life, life can be tough, right? Relationship issues, health issues, spiritual issues, mental health issues, financial issues, kid issues. There are so many things in life that can make life harder to navigate or just even enjoy. But what if I told you God really is simple in nature and he gave us a straightforward, simple way to knock out the bulk of those issues with one principle that operates almost like a superpower, to be honest. And when I first learned it, I was surprised because it didn't strike me as something that was that impactful. It's not like a sexy topic might be a little trendy actually, but it's not really sexy. It's, it's kind of one of those principles that is, um, like your right arm. (laughs) You want to build it into the normalcy of your life, but it's not sexy at first glance, but upon a deeper look, you can discover that this superpower, as I'm going to reference it here, has the ability to improve your physical health, 
prevent some long-term health issues from developing, can rewire your brain to be better performing, reduces anxiety and depression, will help heal and nourish your relationships, will help you see more fruit from your prayers, seriously, will make you a happier individual, can impact your finances, yes, your finances, and can improve your children's relationships. There's probably so many more things that this superpower can accomplish, but I'm telling you, literally, that's why I'm calling it that because it's incredibly impactful and it was God's idea to begin with. I've spent a few weeks studying this and asked the Lord, asking the Lord for insight. So this episode is full of richness, Buckle up, share it with a friend. We're going to have a good time. So actually, why don't you pause where you're at right now? Hit pause, share the episode, and then come back to me, okay? Because you don't want to miss out. So I want to share with you a little story um, that first put this on my radar. It was a dream that Chris Ballatin had. And to be honest, I heard it a long time ago. So I'm really hoping I'm remembering it properly. But it was a very simple dream. In this dream, he was... Uh, seeing all these words flying around him, like um, pride and vanity and fear and control and insecurity and all these different things that he wrestled with. And he realized they were all his issues. They were kind of coming off of him. They were all his issues. And he was starting to feel like panicked and overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, like all this bad fruit, what is going on? And then came in this huge syringe, like the hand of God came in with this huge syringe needle and it said antidote. And on it, it had a word and the antidote was the solution to all of those things in one inoculation. One shot was going to help solve all of these things. And this was the dream he had. And so when he had this dream, I was like, really? that one thing can do all of that. But as I thought about it, I was like, huh, actually that makes a lot of sense. And so that is the superpower we are discussing today. So that's what put it on my radar initially. Now, the beauty is the superpower is simple. Anyone has the ability to engage it and utilize it in their life, even your children. And once you learn what it is, you're going to be like, oh, Duh, of course. And you're going to see how genuinely this principle does have a wide breadth of impact. But firstly, let me share with you some of the benefits, right? We talked about them lightly, but first it can heal your relationships. This superpower, as I'm going to call it, has the ability to nurture peace in your relationships. The enjoyment of your relationships will go up. It causes you to be more enjoyable to other people when you're around them and you function in this concept, it makes other people enjoy your company more and causes you to see others with a fresh perspective. This alone, this one shift alone can be the solution to like 75 to 80% of your relationship problems. Once I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, oh, I can give an amen to that. Um, It can heal your heart physically and emotionally. It helps to lower stress levels, improve your blood pressure. It even reduces inflammation in your body. I did some research on all this. And all of this adds up to an improved heart health, as well as making you less likely to develop heart disease or other stress-related issues. There is also evidence that people who use this superpower exercise more and make healthier choices in their diet. So apparently, it can support your weight loss goals too. I mean, winning. It can improve your sleep. 
ironically, your mood and your immunity. It's so crazy. Once you know what this is, you're going to be like, what? It can decrease depression, anxiety, difficulties with chronic pain, and the risk of disease. That's from the Mayo Clinic. That's what they said about this. This superpower helps you to tap into a more radical response to your prayers from the Lord. And I totally have a testimony about this. This superpower energizes you with joy. So if you need more joy in your life, this is a really good discipline to build in. And listen, let me just caveat all of this. The reason this I'm sharing this with y'all, because this is all stuff the Lord's been dealing with me about. So I'm right in there with you learning these things, but I also have seen some of the breakthrough that comes from this. So that's why I'm excited to share it with you. Another thing this superpower does is it is um, it activates God's provision for you in the earth to overcome most every obstacle. Um, this superpower will actually nurture a more intimate connection with the Lord and make it easier to hear his voice because of the way it repositions you on the inside. It's a key to a more faith-filled life and a less fear-filled life. And if without faith it's impossible to please God, then this is a key to pleasing God and getting more radical answers to prayer. Now, I love that verse that without faith is impossible to please God. I don't I don't ever want you to feel like it's hard to please God. God is pleased with you because you're his child. Just like you can walk in and see your child sleeping and just your heart oozes overwhelmingly with love for them and they're literally doing nothing but breathing (laughs) probably soiling their diaper (laughs) you know what I'm saying that's how God feels about us like we're humans we have such a limited capacity to love compared to him so when I say it's a key to pleasing God I don't want that to sound like oh because you don't please him I want you to realize because I love him so much it just gives me the ability to give back to him even more and and do things that bless his heart because that's what we do in relationships where we care about someone right okay so if this superpower is so effective why is it elusive because I will say It is not something that is naturally common to people. People have to learn this. They have to build it in. They have to fight their human nature in order to prioritize this. Now, you can train yourself to where this becomes a natural response to life, but it is intentional because of how our bodies are built, to be honest. And so if our human nature causes us to more naturally lean in the opposite direction, which I'll explain in a moment, But the opposite behavior of the superpower has some detrimental effects on us. Like we want to learn what this is, right? So here are some of the ways that not utilizing the superpower or just following your human nature will or can impact you. When you don't engage with the superpower discipline or the superpower attitude, um, let's call it villain behavior. Okay. We're going to go with the superhero theme, right? Just to keep them separate. Um, so when we're living in villain behavior, it actually physically impacts our brains. It reduces the size of our hippocampus, which is the part of your brain that's responsible for your memory and your problem solving. And so if, side note, if we get paid in life based on the size of the problems we solve, which if you've noticed, Higher paying jobs are the jobs where you're solving higher crucial problems, right? And so the size of your income is based on the size of the problems you solve. Then this villain behavior is actually potentially sabotaging our money-making ability too when we, by not engaging with the superpower, okay? So this is really important. Science has discovered that even if you don't demonstrate villainous behavior, 
Being around someone who does for even 30 minutes can physically damage your brain, okay? So this is all gonna make more sense once I tell you what these things are, but I wanna sell you on the value and the crucialness of this because of the fact it is a simple concept and I don't want you to lose the value that's hidden there, okay? So the villain behavior, which is the opposite of our superpower, Villain behavior releases cortisol in your body, the stress hormone responsible for your fight or flight response, which is your trauma response, meaning it drives up your trauma experience in life when you're not engaging with this superpower, causing more anxiety and mental health issues because we aren't intended to live in fight or flight mode. So if you, these are all reasons to be like, okay, this needs to be a priority in my life. Villain behavior, or like not engaging with a superpower, that's repeated in our lives, puts us at risk of developing heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, obesity, and strokes due to increased cortisol. Yes, I researched this. People who engage in our superpower behavior, though, instead of the opposite, have a 55% lower risk of death across all causes and 23% lower risk of heart disease. Villain behavior affects your relationships too because it creates a climate of chronic discontent, driving a wedge between people and weakening the connection. It can create drama, relationship conflicts, and make resolutions harder to get to, especially because it weakens your brain's problem-solving abilities. And so, again, this is why we want to lean into our superpower. When children grow up engaging in villain behavior, not superpower, but villain behavior, they will live overall less content lives, less happy lives, and their creativity will suffer. So this is something to teach your kids about as well. Okay, are you ready to learn what the superpower is? I wonder how many of you guys have already guessed it. Okay, so this superpower behavior, when Chris Ballatin in the dream saw all these bad symptoms in his life, fear, control, uh, pride, discontent, lack of health, all of these things, lack, this one inoculation solved all of those things. And it is gratitude, thankfulness. In Chris's dream, the antidote to the issues in his life was gratitude. So now that I say that, does it make sense when I told you that the benefits of gratitude, it heals your relationships, makes you view others differently, and allows you to be more enjoyable around others. It can heal your heart physically. And that was from the Mayo Clinic. Like it can help you reach weight loss goals because of how it changes your perspective on life and even about yourself. It can improve your sleep, your mood, immunity, lowers depression, anxiety, chronic pain, and risk of disease. It helps fight off anxiety and depression. Um, it allows you to tap into a more radical response to your prayers from the Lord. And we're going to get into the scriptural side of this. It energizes you with joy. It is literally God's provision for you in the earth to overcome almost every single obstacle you're going to encounter. Suddenly gratitude is looking really appealing, right? It allows you to have a more intimate connection with Jesus and a more faith-filled life. But the opposite of gratitude is, let's say, discontentment or spirit of complaining, or let's just call, let's just say complaining. There is a scripture that says, do everything without complaining or arguing. And I always wondered why the Lord got so mad at the Israelites for their complaining. And that's part of what caused me to lean into this so hard. And so as I looked at 
the impact of complaining on our lives, even with Mayo Clinic and how it affects our bodies, it began to make me realize, well, no wonder God tells us to stay away from complaining. It literally breeds death in our lives. So when we complain, it physically impacts your brains. It reduces the size of your hippocampus, which is responsible for your memory and your problem solving. Complaining does that. Did you know that? And so literally complaining can limit your ability to get job job offers, promotions. Because I mean, think about it. If you're the employee in the company and you've got a lot of content employees, but then you've got that one who's a complainer, they're not the one you're going to promote. You're going to comp- going to promote the one who's positive, optimistic, capable, has a can-do attitude. All of that comes out of a gratitude posturing. Science has discovered that even if you're not a complainer, being around someone who does complain a lot for even 30 minutes can physically damage your brain. Isn't that crazy? Because complaining is actually a, what's the word? It's almost like a contagious behavior. We feel, we, we get each other's energies. We pick up on each other's energies. So when you're around someone who's a complainer, you can feel that energy. And so when you're around it for a series of, for like 30 minutes or whatever, it begins to rub off and it makes it easier for your brain to want to start to complain as well, which drives up cortisol in your body, which is the stress hormone causes you to start to experience life in more of a fight or flight way, which is a little more of a trauma experience in life. So if you're someone who feels like you have a lot of trauma in your life, maybe it's valid trauma. Maybe some of it's connected to how you perceive situations. So I'm going to encourage you, if that's you, start implementing gratitude right away. Start paying attention to how much you're complaining. Maybe just choose, I'm not going to complain. That doesn't mean you can't talk to a counselor. Doesn't mean you can't talk to the Lord. But but watch your mouth because complaining is when we're just kind of like airing stuff. And instead, when you find yourself wanting to complain, for example, I did this for a while. Finances were really tight. I think we're all feeling that, right? Uh, from from inflation and everything. And so I found myself for a series of weeks coming home from grocery shopping, feeling very discontent, feeling kind of angsty, feeling a sense of lack. But then I realized, I was like, Jenilee, you literally always have enough for, for what you guys need. It might not be enough for all the extra frills, but it's enough for what you need. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to live unhappy. And so I made myself get in the habit of every time I was unloading my groceries into the car or into the house, I would just say in my heart, Lord, thank you that you always take care of us and we always have what we need. And so I just started programming myself. And you know what? I started even enjoying grocery shopping more. It literally changed my experience where I wasn't having that cortisol response in my body, making me feel unhappy and miserable about life. And so if you're someone with a lot of trauma in your life or you're in a season of hardship, I'm going to encourage you to begin to build this into your life. And I'm going to share a story of my own at the end of how gratitude and thanksgiving shielded my kids' hearts from trauma. Okay, so... Um, complaining affects your relationships as it creates a climate of chronic discontent, driving a wedge between people and weakening the relationship connection. It can create conflict, drama, and make resolutions even harder, right? And when your kids grow up engaging in complaining, they will live overall less content lives, statistically, less happy lives, and their creativity will actually plummet because creativity thrives in an environment of joy and contentment. And so 
for the sake of your kids, I know John and Lisa Bevere used to discipline their children, like punish them when they got into complaining. They not, I mean, obviously they taught them how to process their feelings and stuff like that. But when it was fruitless complaining from just a discontent heart, they would discipline them because they said complaining is like a, it comes from a root of rebellion that says, Lord, I don't trust your hand in my life right now. I want things my way, not your way. I want things my way. And so I'm going to complain. And if you think about it, complaining is the number one thing that caused the Israelites to miss out on the promised land. God got so fed up because he's over there doing miracles, over there taking care of them, literally just delivered them from 400 years of oppression, literally responding to all of their prayers for 400 years. And all they could do was gripe. I'd be ticked off too, man. I'd be like, it's like when you take your kids on vacation and you're like, we worked hard for this. We saved all this money. We're so excited. And then they complain. It's like, I'm going to take you all home and go on vacation by myself. You know, that's how God feels too sometimes. So with gratitude, we're going to address how to make it easier to demonstrate gratitude because there's actually a reason that we as humans are inclined to complain versus Thanksgiving. But first I want to help you see something. God knows that gratitude is powerful. In fact, it's the superpower that he gave us to overcome in this world. Listen to these passages because I think they'll hit a little bit differently after understanding this. Thanksgiving and gratitude are commands in scripture because God's commands are always good and intentional and therefore your good. He knows the benefits of gratitude when he's commanding it. And that's what I love. The more I learn about the brain and human health, I begin to see, oh, that's why God tells us that in scripture. He doesn't bother explaining himself every time. He just says, hey, this is the principle. This is what I need you to do. And we're supposed to trust and obey him, right? 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances because not all circumstances are good and worth being excited about, right? But we can give thanks to the Lord for something in all circumstances. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Then you will be innocent and without any wrong. There it is, folks. Without any wrong. So when Chris Valton had that dream that gratitude inoculates all these things, this scripture is what was being illustrated. Do everything without complaining or arguing, and then you will be innocent and without any wrong. You will be God's children without fault. But you are living with crooked and mean people all around you, among whom you are meant to shine like stars in the dark world. So gratitude and thanksgiving is part of what causes us to shine like stars and be a light to the people around us. 1 Timothy 6.6 6 says, But godliness with contentment or gratitude is great gain. If you, need, if you need an upgrade in your life, I will propose that choosing righteous living, godliness with contentment or gratitude will bring you to that place of great gain. We have so many stories for this. Um... Okay, I'll share a story here because I feel like it's relevant in the moment. So whenever we flooded and 
our house in Hurricane Harvey, we flooded. We, we came back from the hurricane and we had had 10 feet of water in our home. We didn't know when we left town that we would lose everything. And so we, you know, we'd pick stuff up off the floor thinking we might get a little water, but we didn't expect that our whole house would flood. And so when we came back, we literally had nothing except a house that we couldn't live in <laughs> because it was moldy. And so when we went through this loss, and of course my kids lost everything they owned. And while we were evacuated, I of course learned the state of things at home before my kids did. And so I just remember like pacing and processing with the Lord and saying, God, how do I protect my kids' hearts from the trauma of this situation? Because I knew like there was an innocence to them. They hadn't walked through something like this. They didn't have a grid for how devastating this could be. This was a new experience. So they were literally creating their grid for what, how to process this kind of situation. So I knew they were going to be watching me to see, take, to take their cues. How should I respond to this? And so I said, God, before I tell them about the house, I need you to equip me with something so that I can protect their hearts from this trauma. And so the Lord reminded me of Bill Johnson's words where he said, I stay encouraged by looking for what God is doing. In essence, I stay encouraged by having a perspective of gratitude. And so I said, okay, Lord. And the Lord kept repeating that to me over and over. It haunted me almost. And so I said, okay, Lord, this will be my mantra. We're going to look for what you are doing. We are going to look for what you are doing. And so sure enough, throughout the whole process, I mean, it was weeks, of course, of us, you know, being displaced, trying to find somewhere to live, um, finally landing in a beautiful home that someone literally gave us without any expense. Um, they paid for our electricity and utilities, which was insane and beautiful. And so as I walked through this with the kids, I wanted them to have the safe space to process their real feelings. I don't want them to feel like gratitude means you can't be honest, right? That's not what gratitude is for. Gratitude is landing in a place that after you've been honest and you've processed your feelings, you still land in a place that causes you to look back to the Lord and say, but I know you're good and look at the things you've done. Because the word of God says that every good and perfect gift comes from the father of lights. And so everything good in our life comes from him. And so that means the fact that I have the working air conditioning today, the fact that I have plenty of clothes to wear or, or food in the kitchen, the gas in my car, a good car, everything that comes to me in a day that is good is from the Lord. And so I began to position my kids saying, guys, yes, we flooded. And we would talk each night. How are you feeling? What are you thinking about? And they would share, oh, I realize I lost my doggy or I lost this or my skateboard or my this. And oh no, what about that? And so I would, I would empathize. Guys, I know I'm so sorry. It is, it is hard. It is hard to lose the things you love. And then I would say, but I want you to know we're not alone. Let me tell you what God did for us today. And then I would share because literally every day we had miracles happening on our behalf. One day, someone just sent me money out of the blue and I was able to take the kids to get some clothes. One day, somebody called us and they're like, we want to buy bicycles for all your children. The next day, the school called us and said, someone paid off your kids' lunches for the rest of the school year so you don't have to worry about lunches. The next day, someone, the school called us and said, someone paid off your tuition for the rest of the year. You don't have to worry about school tuition for the rest of the year. I mean, and that was like, we flooded the first week of school, you know? And so it's for the school year. It was just insane how the Lord did so many things. Well, there came a point when I started getting, I started focusing on what we didn't have. 
And I was like, oh, I need a vacuum. I need bed sheets. I need this. I need, I need cleaning supplies. I need, I don't even have a coffee cup. You know, I, I needed these things. And I was focusing on that for about a week. And I realized it actually got real quiet. There wasn't all these miracles or blessings falling in our lap like there had been. And so I started to kind of get discontent feeling like, man, where'd the miracles go? They dried up. What the heck, God, did you walk away from us? And so I was, I've, I was going into prayer with more of a complaining, stressed out perspective, like, oh God, okay, Lord, I'm going to need a vacuum and I'm going to need this. And I, and I just stopped myself. It was the Holy Spirit's wisdom, I'm sure. And I realized, I said, Lord, I haven't given you thanks in a while for the things that you have done. I'm sorry. And I was like, Lord, I just want to thank you. And I started recounting things he had done the previous week or the week before. Started recounting and it filled my heart so full. And then at the end of that, I said, Lord, I just want to ask for one thing. There are 40 families in our church who flooded devastatingly. I said, Lord, I'm asking that you would show up financially for every family in our church, all of us. And I don't mean like a hundred dollars. I said, I want you to show up in a significant way for all of our families. That's what I would ask. And literally guys, the next morning, I'm not even joking. The next morning, good morning, America, the TV show called our church and said, Hey, we found out you guys have been a resource to the people in the area. And we want to bless all the families in your church that have flooded And we want to give them all $2,000 Visa gift cards to go get whatever they need, new refrigerators or whatever. And then we're doing a pop-up with Home Depot and we're going to have all kinds of stuff there. And they can come to Houston, go to the pop-up and leave with whatever they can fit in their car. You guys, that was the result of me shifting my prayers from complaining to thanksgiving with one final request on behalf of not just myself, but everyone else. Okay. And so it was just so powerful. So godliness, of course, making righteous decisions in your life with contentment or gratitude is great gain because I shifted from complaining to gratitude, me and all of those families in our church. They don't know that I prayed that. I mean, granted, other people were praying, I'm sure, but it shifted us into great gain. Oh my gosh. Okay. Psalms 103, one through four, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord and forget not all his benefits, meaning call them to memory, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. So even if tangible physical things, like you're like, God hasn't given me anything recently, then you know what? He's given you salvation. He has forgiven your sins. He has healed your body at some point. He has redeemed your life from hell and crowns you with love and compassion, meaning he's so moved to love and have compassion on you. You can start there. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. It says you will abound in your faith as you walk in thanksgiving. And so a key to having a thriving relationship with the Lord and to really enjoying your salvation is to abound in those things because of living in a place of thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 4 through 7, rejoice in the Lord always. 
I will say it again, rejoice, meaning celebrate. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition, petition meanings, ask, ask the Lord for some things, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all your understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Literally, he's describing a scientific experience in this passage. Because even as you bring your needs to the Lord, if you do everything with a thanks, a thankful heart and a spirit of thanksgiving, it causes your faith to increase. It causes your gentleness to increase and be evident to all. It causes the peace of God, which passes your understanding, to guard your heart and mind. And so the rest of my story is I had asked the Lord to guard my hearts from my kids' hearts from trauma, right? And so this says that the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus because you're doing all these things with thanksgiving, right? So sure enough, at the end of the year, we were recounting with the boys the beauty of the year, or the all the, all the year, 2020, whatever year that was, 20, 2017. And we asked the boys, God, what or boys, what was your favorite part of the year? You guys went through some hardship. You know, we lost our home. We got displaced. And, um, you know, it's been a challenging year. But what was y'all's favorite part of the year? And sure enough, all four of the boys were like, Hurricane Harvey. And I was kind of speechless. I was like, uh, come again? <laughs> and I said, Har- Hurricane Harvey? Guys, you lost all of your belongings. What do you mean that was your favorite time of the year? They go, yeah, sure we did. But God did so many things for us. God gave us new bikes. God gave us new beds. God gave us new clothes. God gave us a, a cool new house to live in. And they just went on and on about all that God had done. And I realized God's word and God's guidance was so faithful in that time. His peace, which transcended the understanding of people can look at you and go, how did you go through that trauma and not come out traumatized? That is called peace that transcends understanding because it guarded our heart and guarded our mind because we stayed focused on who God was and what he was going to do on our behalf. We stayed focused. We stayed encouraged by looking for what God was doing. There are so many passages in which giving thanks and and like that say, give thanks, rejoice, do not fear, be glad are buried in it. And we often skip over those phrases as if they're just filler words. But I want to propose they're not filler words. They are so essential. They are the superpower that God has given you that activates the promises around them. So when you see a passage that says, my God will provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And there's a passage right next to it that says something about giving thanks. You need to keep in mind that when there's a promise nearby an instruction of giving thanks, rejoicing, being glad, do not fear. That promise is contingent on you being thankful, giving thanks, rejoicing, do not fear, right? And so keep in mind, these are not filler words. These are the essential antidote to you living a difficult, traumatized life or whether you inherit peace that passes understanding and allows you to live out the blessings of God. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So I was experiencing recently 
just in being an entrepreneur is not easy, right? There's lots of things in life that are not easy. And that's one of those paths that is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It would be much easier to just go get a job, right? And so in some of the challenges of building a business, I was stressing out and um, I had made a very big investment to hire a business coach. And this business coach, their promise was, if you don't make your money back um, with for for while you're working with us, then we will reimburse you and blah blah blah. So I was like, cool, that's a great guarantee. Then I'm I'm it's a win either way. So I took the leap, and I felt like the Lord had told me, yes, I'll bless whatever you put your hands to. And so I took the leap, and I hired the coach. Well, they've been they've been great. Don't get me wrong, they've been great. But because I had so much legwork that had to be done outside of what their coaching program included, the time of my coaching program passed much more quickly than I realized that it would. And I had not gotten to the point of being really profitable at that point. And I was stressing out. I was like freaking out thinking, I just made the biggest investment of my life. Now it is still debt hanging over my head. What am I going to do? Because now I'm about to be done with them and I haven't made a dollar. And so I was just, I was really stressing out. And the Lord, the Lord, I think just guided my heart into wisdom. And I, and I realized something, I realized generally gratitude is the antidote to challenges in life. And I realized that when I was stressing out about money, living out of a place of lack, living out of a place of, as though I had to hold on to that 12, that, that serious investment, um, like as if something was, as if I was going to suffer some kind of detrimental setback. And I realized in my inclination to just hold tightly to that investment in panic, like, oh my gosh, I haven't made it back yet. So you guys better pay me back. You know, I was freaking out. And the Lord was like, generally let go, like, let go of that, let it loose and just come back to me and remind me of my promise to you, which is to bless you and the work of your hands. And, and I realized as I thought through, I was like, you know, greed comes from the holding tight the panic and the fear of lack. That's where greed comes from. That's where people make ungodly choices when their love for money, which really comes out of a fear of lack, their love for money um, consumes their heart. And I was like, you know what? By holding on to that investment out of fear in my heart, I was gonna be developing some things in my heart that I didn't wanna develop. So I just, figuratively speaking, opened my hands and let it go and trusted the Lord with it. I said, Lord, I've already made the investment. Can't get it back. I don't qualify for the refund because I haven't gotten enough work done. And so I was like, Lord, I'm going to trust you. You told me you're going to bless the work of my hands. So I need you to bless the work of my hands. Well, then I asked the Lord for an idea. He gave me an idea. I took action on it. And while I was sitting in church, I had a couple of sales come through that brought in Um, some significant increase. And if nothing else, it brought me hope and encouragement. And the Lord said, generally live in the space of trusting me and being thankful and full of gratitude. And I can bring these blessings to you. When we're living in fear and angst, we're actually locking up God's ability to act on our behalf because God responds to faith. When we're in fear and angst and complaining, Those are not the things that draw God's hand on our behalf, right? But when I get in that space, instead of thankfulness and gratitude and trusting the Lord, it draws his hand to act on my behalf. It causes me to step into a flow, if you will, of the Lord's blessing because God is not stingy. 
He's not withholding because he doesn't have enough. In fact, this morning even, he was challenging me. He said, generally, I am tired. And I heard another minister say something like this, but the Lord has been speaking to me about it. He said, generally, I'm tired of my people asking me for small things. I'm tired of my people not understanding how big I am and how capable I am. I even got the impression that the Lord was like, when my people live in complaining, they lose perception of who I am and how capable I am and how big I am. And that it makes the Lord feel unseen. Think about it. At our core human nature, we all want to feel seen, heard, and valued. God made us in his image. God wants to feel seen by us. He wants to feel heard by us. He wants to feel valued by us. And when we live in thankfulness and gratitude, it opens our eyes to see him better and more fully for who he is. When we lived in that space of gratitude after we flooded, guys, I've never in any season of my life experienced so many big, huge, monstrous miracles back to back from the Lord acting on my behalf. And you'd think I would have learned just from that one thing, but I still have to go back to it. The Lord still has to correct me about this because human nature, your brain is wired to the negative because your brain is wired to survive. And so out of an attempt to survive, your brain looks for possible threats. Well, that per, that wiring, because again, we weren't built for the fall, right? So all of this breakdown happened after the fall, after sin came in. And so the reason we're programmed or naturally will be inclined towards complaining or towards negativity is because your brain is functioning in survival and is functioning to survive. So it's going to look for threats to avoid threats so it can stay safe right? So our brain is 10 times more inclined to find the negative than the positive. We are more likely to take action on things that will alleviate pain than we are things that will just bring a benefit, right? And so that's just how your brain is wired. And, and, be, and some of that is because of the fall. So we have to be intentional to choose Thanksgiving. So here's what I would recommend. And I would encourage you to teach your kids to do this. When my kids start getting into complaining, I challenge, or if I start getting into complaining, I challenge all of us. I s- stop it in the tracks because again, you're wiring your brain. When we behave in certain ways consistently, we wire our brain in that direction. So I want to disrupt the brain pattern. And so I will tell my child, hey buddy, let's stop right there. And let's, let's think about five things that God has done that we're so grateful for. And then we just list them off. And then we make it a game to see how many we can do. And then I tell him, I'm like, when we're done, I'll be like, okay, now how do you feel? And he's like, I feel so happy. And I'm like, yes, because you chose to have thankfulness and gratitude. And so I do that with my kids. Other things is journaling, just doing thanks or gratitude journaling. It's very common right now. You can literally buy a gratitude journal online. Um, you can download templates online. You could just have a good old plain basic steno notebook and just make it your gratitude journal. But I want to encourage you. I even told um, Shiloh, I was like, hey, for how many years old you are, you need to make it your goal to give thanks to the Lord that many times a day. And it will train your brain to do it a lot. And so he's 11 or whatever. And I was like, I want you to stop 11 different times this today, maybe once an hour and give the Lord thanks for something. And so just by programming your brain to look for the bright side, to look for the positive, look and see what God is doing. It is going to transform your life and it will rewire your brain and it will give you all the benefits of health. And it's of course, from the habit of it, it's not going to be instant. 
but as you set a habit of creating a climate of gratitude around you, when your kids come in the door, don't fuss at them. Don't correct. Don't nitpick. Instead, say, dude, I'm so glad that you were a man of God at school today. Thank you for being kind. You know, find things to praise and to express appreciation about with your spouse, with your kid, with your coworkers, with your boss. I try to, I'm not great great at it yet, but I try to, when I experience people, call out some way that they add value to the environment. Um, I like to do that, especially with our sound guys and our sound technicians, people that serve at church. I like to tell them how much we need them there and how grateful I am that they're there. And so it boosts your relationships. It boosts your life experience. It boosts your joy. It will pull you out of depression. It will give you more access to breakthroughs in your relationship or in your prayers, and it will cause you to align with the heart of God. And you will feel literally the presence of God sitting on your life differently when you embrace Thanksgiving. So when you're reading the word and you see a phrase that says, give thanks, I want you to consciously stop and say, that is not a filler word. That is a contingency word. This, this command to give thanks is the make or break for the promise in this passage. So I hope this was ex extremely helpful and encouraging to you. I hope this is something that um, just built you in your spirit. And if you would share this with a friend, I would be so grateful. And speaking of gratitude, I just want to tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys. You guys are the reason why my podcast is doing well. You sharing these episodes, rating the show when you're in your podcast listening platform, just making a stop by there and dropping five stars. That does a lot. Or even those of you who leave reviews, I love those reviews. I read those. That is my paycheck for doing what I'm doing. And so thank you for your reviews. Thank you for all of those things. Please share this on social media. It really does wonders for getting the word out about the show. And again, if you want to be a part of season five launch, my launch team for season five, again, it's very simple, but I would love to have you on my hype girl team or my hype guy team. Just send me a message on Instagram at Java with Jen, send me a DM, and I would love to have you be part of that. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you so much. And if you want to also, if you're listening on Spotify, Leave me a voice message or answer the polls at the end that are built into the episode. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your comments. Um, and I love, not a lot of people do that. So I really want to see you guys pop in there because I can see them. And it's really kind of fun. It makes a lot of fun for me too. So I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.